0: Chapter 31 What are those things? Lauren asked in horror. I don't know. I've never seen or heard of anything like them. I mean, they are impossible. They're like living asteroids or something. I think that's exactly what they are. But that's impossible. As I watched in horror, a second fighter was caught and swallowed up by a living rock. The Star Sword will start shooting now, I said confidently. A dome ship's shredders can blow out chunks of a planet. They'll wipe these things out. I had never seen the Star Sword's main shredders fire before. It was awesome. The beams of green light looked as thick as tree trunks, and they blasted through space and hit one of the asteroids with enough power to punch a hole through a moon. The asteroid glowed brightly, but it did not explode. It did not disintegrate. It did not melt. It turned. It's going after the Star Sword. Dozens of the asteroids seemed to be swarming the space around the Star Sword. Close by, not 300 miles away, I saw another fighter twisting and turning, trying to lose one of the rocks. Go to zero space! I yelled. Whatever these things are, they can't have zero-space flight. I guess the fighter pilot thought the same thing. I saw his engines glow bright as he powered up for a zero-space jump. Suddenly, three more asteroids closed in on the fighter. They blocked its path. A massive arm of rock shot out and punched right into the fighter. The fighter was blown clear, out into empty space. He kicked his hooves for a few seconds. Then, he stopped moving. Oh god No! 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 The Star Sword fired all shutters, Lighting up black space with brilliant beams of light But it didn't work In fact, it seemed to draw more asteroids Hey, that's just attracting them Loren cried The engines and the weapons They attract them You're right I don't know which shocked me more that these asteroids were drawn to energy discharges Or that it was the human girl who had figured it out I punched up communications Starsword, Star Sword, this is Jahar The asteroids are attracted by energy discharge You're drawing them to you I don't know if my message got through or not But just then I realized we had a whole new set of problems Behind us, two York ships materialize Entering real space They were no more than 5,000 miles away. A pool ship, like a fat, awkward, three-legged spider. As soon as it appeared in real space, it began launching bug fighters. And beside the pool ship, something I had never seen before. It was jet black, so that it was barely visible. It was smaller than the pool ship, but bigger than a bug fighter. What seemed to be the bridge was a hard-edged diamond, attached by a long triangular shaft. Twin engines The engines were a strange shape Like the blades of a two-headed axe The entire ship Looked like some ancient weapon A battle axe It was like some flying Hork-Bajir A blade ship Don't ask me how I knew I don't believe in psychic things Although some Andalites do But still I knew who was in that blade ship I felt cold hatred Hatred of that black ship. Hatred of the abomination I had helped to create. So, he's still alive? I whispered. This time, no mercy. Space was filling up quickly Yerk ships, Andalite ships, and the deadly, impossible asteroids. But the Yurks were thousands of miles behind me, and I was thousands of miles from the Andalite fleet. If I was lucky, the Yurks would not be able to see the dome ship on their sensors yet, and they would not even be looking for murderous asteroids. The computer blinked to show an incoming communication. It was visual as well as thought speak. The image that appeared on screen was Andalite. The familiar face of Alaron Semitor Karas, But from that familiar face, shown an evil I cannot describe. Ah, Alfengor, I believe, subvisor 7 said. Still have the time matrix? I hope. I'm here to take it from you. I had not yet switched on my own image for him to see. I had to think fast. I grabbed a handheld shredder and carefully set it for lowest power. Loren, listen. The subvisor doesn't know you aren't still a controller. Take this. Stand behind me where he can see you. When I switch on my screen, give me a few seconds to talk. Then fire this, but miss me, okay? Got it, she said. I switched on my screen. So, Subvisor 7, you survived. Too bad. I did survive, but you almost got me there. You really did. And by the way, it's no longer Subvisor 7. I'm the first Yerk to capture an Andalite body. I have already delivered more intelligence on Andalite fleet opponents than a century of spying could have yielded so it's not sub visor anything anymore. You are addressing Visser-32. You're still just a slug as far as I'm concerned. You want the time matrix? I asked. Come and take it from me. I promise you. Loren fired the shredder on low power. I jerked suddenly and slumped forward, turning off the screen as I fell. I jumped back up. You want this back? Loran asked, holding the shutter toward me. No, keep it. You did well. Perfect timing. The Visser will think you're still a controller. He'll think you stunned me. I'm killing all power. We'll just wait for the sub to come to us. Is this going to work? Loran asked anxiously. If it doesn't, neither of us is going to the Yosemite, I said. You picked a great time to learn how to joke, Alfangor. We didn't have to wait long. The blade ship fired up its engines and leapt forward. It ate up the few thousand miles in seconds. Come to me, Visser, whatever your number is now. Come to me, I muttered to myself. I targeted the shredders on the belly of the blade ship. I was perfectly calm, despite the battle I knew was raging around the star sword. Despite the approach of the visar's ship. One shot was all I needed. I would wait till he was practically on me. And then... Bop. Ah! Chapman! He had freed his legs and kicked Lorraine's feet. She went down hard. The shutter skittered across the floor. The human was slower than me. But he was closer. His bound hands closed around the shutter seconds before I reached him. He fired. I dodged. The blade chip closed in. Ah! A glancing hit. The beam struck my left arm and left foreleg. Pain shot through me like shorts of glass. My left arm was as numb as stone. My left front leg was useless. I could stand, but I could barely move. How do you like it, Andalite? Chapman crowed as he rose to a standing position. He leveled the shutter at me. Oh, I have so had it with you! Loren yelled. Still lying on the deck, she drew her legs up and kicked upward. Both her artificial hooves hit Chapman right where his legs joined his body. Oof, Chapman gasped. He grabbed himself with both hands, still clutching the shutter. I believe the kick was painful to him. Oof, this! Loren said. She jumped up off the deck and delivered an impossibly high kick that caught Chapman under the chin. His head snapped back. Loren snatched the shredder from him. You know, Chapman, you are really making the human race look bad, she said. You are seriously embarrassing me. Whose side are you on? Chapman grated. Not yours, Loren said. She fired the shutter, and Chapman jerked and went limp. Bump! The Jahar shook from a slow impact. The blade ship had latched on. They were boarding us. As I watched, half paralyzed, the hatch began to open. Chapter 32 The hatch opened. Loran, The Shredder! Shoot! The hatch door flew open with a boom. Loran fired! A Horkbegir warrior fell back. An arm appeared, reaching past the collapsed controller and aiming a dragon beam. An Andalite arm. The dragon beam fired. The shot missed me but hit Loren and knocked her, already unconscious, into me. With only three good legs, I fell hard to the deck on my numb arm. Loren landed on top of me. The evil Yurk creature who had stolen Aloran's body pushed past the hork as I struggled desperately to get out from under Loran. The Visser was in. He was aboard the Jahar. I had one chance. One. And then let the Yurk kill me. I swung my tail, aiming blind. The Visser jerked back reflexively, but I wasn't aiming for him. The tip of my blade hit the console. And to my great pleasure, I heard... The Jahar fired her shredders. Point-blank range. Point-blank range into the belly of the blade ship. No! The viscer screamed. Kaboom! The blade ship tore loose from the Jahar. Whoosh! The hatch was open to space Air blew from the ship, sending it into a spin Everything that wasn't bolted down flew toward the open hatch The unconscious hork was thrown into space Chapman's unconscious body slid toward the opening The visor was knocked down But even as he lay there, the Yurk visor aimed his dracon beam at me You're a real source of agitation, Alfangor! Now die! In despair, I whipped my tail. Woof! Something hit us hard, just as the Yurk squeezed the trigger. The dracon blast missed me. I was gasping for air. The oxygen was gone. The jahar was spinning out of control through space. The visor slammed against the walls as we spun wildly. Loren's body rolled away toward the hatch. But now the automatic safety devices of the ship were slowly closing the door We spun, and through the window I saw flashes of Andalite fighters Half covered with living rock And Yurk bug fighters now suffering the same fate I saw, in a wild spinning flash The bladeship, one blade, shot away And then, coming at us Rushing toward us An asteroid! Froomp. The asteroid lushed onto the poor dying Jahar And in wild, crazily pitched flashes As I was tossed helplessly I saw the window going dark Half covered now Half covered by living rock The asteroid had us I was slammed violently by acceleration As the asteroid moved away from the battlefield Holding the Jahar in its death grip The Jahar's compensators were off now The ship was dead Half swooning from lack of air, I staggered up, fighting the insane force of acceleration. Air! We needed air! The emergency environmental power unit should have come on. But the ship's power was dead, drained away by the energy-eating asteroid. Air! My lungs screamed. My heart hammered madly, circulating useless blood. The manual emergency tanks, I had to... To... But maybe it didn't matter. Maybe it was pointless to fight. Arbron. Gone. Alaron. Worse than gone. Terrible things. Terrible sights. Let it all end. It was fine without air. Fine to suck with your lungs and feel nothing. I was sinking. Down. 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 No need to worry. Nothing to be afraid of. Let it end, Alfangor. Just let it end. Part 3 An Alien Dies Chapter 33 Air! My lungs burned. My hearts pounded desperately. My mind was shutting down from lack of oxygen. As I faded out, A deadly weariness took the place of terror. The ship's artificial gravity was gone. I floated weightless as the floor and walls and ceilings all spun wildly around me. Why should I care? Why should I resist? Why not just let it all end, here, now, as the Jahar fell into the monstrous black hole? My life was a disaster. I had failed in so many ways. Failed to save Arbron from being trapped forever in Taxon Morph. Failed to stop the Yurk called Visser-32 from stealing the body of my prince, alaron semeter koross Failed to defeat the surprise attack of the living asteroids. Failed, even, to protect the two humans I was supposed to take care of. And worst of all, I had failed to deliver the Time Matrix to my people. The Time Matrix. Power beyond imagination. Airless my head swam with disconnected thoughts and images. airless, In a ship that spun powerless, dead, through space. Through the still-clear window, I saw the huge swirl of dust and debris that marked the approaches to the black hole. But at the center of that swirl, nothing the eye could see. It was a collapsed star so dense that its gravity trapped light itself. Yes, Alfangor, my dying mind said. Let it end. I saw the abomination. Visser 32, the only Andalite controller in the galaxy. The only Yurk ever to gain control of an Andalite body. He was swooning from the lack of oxygen. He was slammed by the spinning floor and knocked weightless into the ceiling, four legs flailing, arms and tails all tangled around. I held onto a protrusion in the control panel. But as the ship twirled, With all gravity gone, I felt something large and soft bump into me. It was Lorraine, the female human, unconscious, never to be conscious again if I didn't reach the emergency air supply and use the manual release. And then it came to me, in a moment of clarity. I had no choice. When Arbonne had been in utter despair and had wanted to die, I stopped him. Because without life, there is no despair But without life, there can also never be hope I had no right to erase Loren's hope No matter how bad I felt I searched my crazy, swirling, nightmare world With all my eyes And found the panel I was searching for I focused on it with my stock eyes Striving blurrily to keep them focused But it was so hard So hard to know up from down Left from right with all the world spinning and my own poor oxygen-deprived brain all but extinguished. Had to reach the panel. I would have one chance. One only. Too far gone to try a second time. I aimed and kicked and flew weightless across the cabin. Missed! I grabbed. Missed! I floated helplessly away. Suddenly, a hand reached up and shoved me back toward the panel. A human hand. Impossible. Lorraine had regained consciousness. In a near vacuum. Without air. With temperatures already dropping toward absolute zero. She had regained consciousness. And seen what I was trying to do. She had propelled me back toward the panel. This time I reached and grabbed. I ripped the panel open and turned the stiff mechanical release knob. You cannot see air, of course. You don't really feel it on your skin most of the time. But when it is gone, you notice it. My lungs sucked and drew nothing in. Nothing. My lungs gasped again, and this time, I sensed just the faintest wisp of something. I sucked again and... (sighs) A sharp pain as my collapsed lungs filled with air. Air! I drew deep breath after deep breath, each breath hurting but hurting less than the one before. It was not a pain I minded. I clung to the panel with my left hand, my hooves floating free, my tail drifting behind me. And for a while, I just breathed and thanked the entire universe for letting me feel air in my lungs again. Are you all right? I asked Lorraine. She smiled a human smile, the characteristic upturning of the corners of her mouth. It was a weak, shaky smile, but I was glad to see it. I thought we were done for, she said. Done for? Oh, dead. Yes, we almost were. But you humans don't give up easily, do you? Neither do you Andalites, she said. Now what? I surveyed the situation. The viscer appeared to be just regaining consciousness. The other human, Chapman, was still unconscious Drifting lazily against the far wall like a rag doll Well, we have air but no power The living asteroid drained the ship of power We are falling toward a black hole Oh, that's not good, she said If we fall into the black hole It will crush us down to the size of a carbon atom The ship, all of us crushed to the size of a single atom. Yeah, we learned about black holes in school. I was surprised that humans knew about such things. There is only one way out, Andalite. Visor 32 The very sound of his thought-speak voice in my head filled me with rage. He sounded exactly like Alaron, but I knew that Alaron's mind was a prisoner in his own head now. He could watch, listen, Feel, but not control The yurk in his brain controlled him now The yurk moved his arms and legs and tail The yurk decided when each breath would be drawn The yurk aimed his eyes and formed his thought speech I turned myself to face him I had no idea which of us would win a tail fight He had Oleron's experience But I had seen that I was faster than Oleron. Don't be a fool, Ofangor The visor sneered. What will be gained by you and me slashing each other up with these excellent Andalite tails? You have a better idea, I asked, because I can think of a lot of good reasons to go tail to tail with you. The Vissar laughed. You blame me for all your own failings? I'm not the one who left his friend back on the Taxon world, trapped in that vile worm's body. I'm not the one who disobeyed his prince's orders and let 10,000 Yurks escape. A bit of disobedience that helped cause poor Oleron's downfall. I wanted to shrug off his words, but there was truth in them, and it is hard to ignore the truth, and pointless as well. You have something to say, Yurk? Yes, we are falling toward a black hole in a dead ship, but we have a way out. The Time Matrix. I stared at him with my main eyes, but my stock eye saw Loren look at me with fresh hope. In case you haven't noticed, Visser, the Time Matrix is strapped to the outside of the ship. The outside. In fact, it is probably drifting free. It was held in place with energy ropes. Those are gone. Gravity, the yerk said. There should be just enough attraction between the ship and the time matrix to keep it close. I did the familiar calculations in my head. He was right. The time matrix was probably still just outside the ship. How do you propose getting to it? I asked. We would have to work together, Andalite. And quickly... Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Well, we got uh some more Animorphs news, which is kind of a wild thing to say about a series that's like what, 20 20 years old now? It's almost 30 years? It was in the 90s, right? It's 2020 20, 20, 20 now. Oh man. The linear progression of time, not fun. But uh yeah, I guess Scholastic has decided that there is money left in this franchise because now they are doing a comic adaptation that looks pretty good. So, uh, can't help you there. I'm not going to make a fan comic of the Animorphs. I can't draw that well. But buy that if you want and uh, continue listening to this if you'd like. I would appreciate it. Uh, you can find this and all the other projects I do at theapodcalypse.com. That's The Apodcalypse. Like Apocalypse, but with a D. Uh, also, I don't say this too often anymore, but if you're using Apple Podcasts and you feel so moved, go ahead and leave me a rating or a review. Uh, i love to get those and read the nice or maybe not nice things you have to say. I don't care. Uh, if you want to say nice or not nice things without leaving a review, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com Alright, that's uh, really all I got to say this time, so I'll see y'all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.